Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. <clears throat> if I could talk. <laughs> Alrighty, we are going over uh, part one of three of the four great races within the Stargate universe. But before we do, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy this show on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, Odyssey, and more. We also have membership tiers on those platforms as well if you'd like to support the channel or check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash KOE podcast. But let's go ahead and get into this. Alrighty. Uh, most people know about Stargate. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of the three. Scott MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's probably the one thing they know. <laughs> it does. It does have MacGyver. <laughs> but uh, it has one of those kind of followings, uh, almost on par with Star Trek and almost on par with Star Wars, but not as big as those two. Like, uh, Stargate fans don't have a name like Trekkie the way Star Trek fans do. So, huh. at least that I'm aware. <laughs> but they call them Gaties? The Gaties. <laughs> what would you call them? I I really don't know what the hell you would call them, but as far as I know, they don't have. We'll call the SG one. The only kind of community I can think that they have is a uh, Gate World, hmm. but close enough. That's that's not too bad. But within the series, there are four like ancient civilizations that are in this world that are not uh, the um, the Gua'uld, the ones that they're constantly fighting against. There was uh, four races that were actually friends, basically, and had like an alliance, almost. Hmm. So you had um, the Nox, you had the Furlings, you had the Ancients. They have furries. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that next. <laughs> we'll get into that next week. <laughs> and then you have the Asgard. Uh, basically, the uh, what you picture as the the gray aliens from uh, Roswell. Yeah, that's the Asgard. Um, the Asgard, uh, they are distinguishable by their large heads, <laughs> kind of like the Roswell gray, uh, the Roswell Grays. Uh, they have a heightened intellect. They're asexual clones. But they got massive cocks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be very awkward. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, they, uh, their home worlds are, uh, Hala or Orilla. Uh, the original was destroyed. And then the last one, it was destroyed as well. Their language is Asgard. Their form of government is the high council and their alliances are with themselves, the veneer, uh, which that is like another, like offshoot of their race specifically. Mm -hmm. They had the four great races that they were part of. Uh, they had the uh, Protected Planets Treaty and then the Tauri. The Tauri are just Earth. That's what everybody calls Earth people in this universe. That's what they call them. That's what they call them in the community. <laughs> the Tauri. Yeah, perfect. And uh, they basically are at this point near near extinct. So. Because they don't bang is why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hard to bang when you don't have nothing to bang with. It just fully smooth just bodies. Fucking, just fucking flat <laughs> mounds. Yeah, they don't even. I don't even think they, don't even think they have mounds. Flat Earth. I don't know. <laughs> That's a whole different subject. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Asgard are a humanoid race. They are ancient and benevolent. 
They assume the persona of beneficent, excuse me, <laughs> beneficent protective gods on many worlds and assume the role of protectors in the Milky Way galaxy. Their physical forms change gradually when they begin to use scientific means to artificially extend their lifespans. Sound like a liposuction. No, uh, what's the word? Uh, plastic surgery. Kind of like the, those women that get those uh, nose jobs when, when they get into their 50s. It's like, what the they fuck way overdo it. To yeah. you? <laughs> just let yourself age naturally. You'll be all right. You'll, you'll look much better for it. Yeah, just, just, that's okay. <laughs> it's a natural process. <laughs> uh, they gifted all of their knowledge and technology to the Tauri before the Ida Asgard committed mass suicide due Jeez, to the. I got dark. I know. <laughs> due to the failed attempts to repair the genetic degradation caused by continuous cl- recloning and unwilling to allow their technology to be plundered by other races. So they gave all their technology to the humans and then blew up their planet. <laughs> Jesus. There's yeah. all my stuff, bro. <laughs> However, a rogue group known as the Veneer were still alive in the Pegasus satellite galaxy, consumed with the desire to survive. Believing that the ends justified the means, their primary goal was survival, as they did not wish to end up like their distant cousins, which would result in the loss of 100,000 years of history. So like Walmart's future. Yeah. To Amazon. Their will to survive. <laughs> It's a a powerful Amazon. As long as there's uh, our Southern people, they'll exist forever. Don't worry. I went went to Walmart one time in the middle of the night, right? Mm -hmm. There was a a cop, a woman cop, just pinning some poor guy on the ground. Get off me. Get off me. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, she's got you. She she had him. He wasn't going nowhere. It's like, well. But because he felt emasculated, Mm -hmm. he he thought he had to fight, right? Like, I got to fight to, you know, prove I can get an erection. And I'm like, (laughs) he just let her. Like, if a woman pinned me down, I'm like, okay, you you got me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to struggle with like a female. If you can allow a woman to pin you down that easily, I'm sorry. Like, oh, you got me. It's <laughs> just the context change. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Play uh, Rodney Carrington. It's like, you want to fight? Just start taking your pants off. It's like, come on. <laughs> All right. Um, over 30,000 years ago, the Asgard were a tall, approximately two meter high, generally humanoid species that reproduce sexually. Their physical forms changed gradually when they began to use scientific means to artificially extend their lifespans. The modern Asgard averaged about one meter in height. With grayish skin tones, small skinny limbs, large heads, and black eyes, bearing a striking resemblance to the Roswell Greys described in countless UFO stories. Is that part of the mythology? Yes. Roswell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, their body, now weakened by several millennia of cloning, is more susceptible to the discharge of the Zat gun. It's got that inbreeding going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, the, the discharge of a uh, Zat gun or a Zat Nictel gun. It's uh, like a stun gun almost. Hmm. Uh, than other races. Basically, um, an example of this is Loki, which is one of the Asgard, fell almost immediately while most human and Jaffa stand for a minute before they fall over. Oh. So, like, just automatically. Oh, oh you like got that. me. It's fucking passing out. <laughs> Um, when individuals spoke, the areas that would have been their temples on a human would slowly pulse in and out. Up here? Yeah. Like the big part of their brains would just like slightly move. Fucking weird. Uh, the species possessed no adrenal glands within their bodies and did not have any uh, epinephrine pumping through their lymphatic system either. So they're just basically emotionless. Kind of, yeah. Hmm. A little bit. It's like a witcher. 
Going into the cloning side of their species, the Asgard pursuing means of extending their lifespans began uh, using cloning technology. The mental patterns of Asgard that became ill or fatally injured were preserved by downloading them into computer memory crystals. The patterns were later placed in a new cloned body. This made the Asgard uh, effectively immortal at the cost of the ability to reproduce sexually. Sure, so, they made them some androids. Download it into an android. Yeah. Permanently uh, immortal. They kind of had that within uh, Stargate's universe. Mm. And they turned out to be really horrible. So. She's got to get good at it. Uh, this prevented the natural process of evolution, making ascension impossible without assistance. So they basically, unlike the ancients, which we'll cover in the next two videos, um, they weren't allowed, they couldn't basically ascend naturally anymore. Hmm. Um, the excessive use of the cloning process began to damage and degrade the Asgard genome. This would result in the eventual extinction of the race unless a cure could be found. The Asgard devoted considerable time and resources to the project, but their efforts basically proved fruitless. So they couldn't find a way to reverse the, the cloning problem <laughs> that they had, so they had to keep doing it. Uh, yeah, imagine getting all this plastic surgery. You look in the mirror and you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's rever in irreversible. Uh, the veneer, which is the offshoot of the Asgards, basically like their cousins. Uh, oh, they mean cousin banging too. I'm assuming. Uh, like whenever you think back to like um, Norse mythology, there's the the Asgardians, and then there's the uh, what is it, the Asir? Yeah, I think it's like the two families. Asir, yeah. That's what the veneer were to them. Okay. So it's like the offshoot family, basically of beings. Uh, they had more luck in dealing with this, this issue than their Ida counterparts, primarily because they were willing to experiment on humans when the main faction would not. Even so, they, would, they were not basically able to eradicate the problem, only postpone it. The final attempt to solve the problem resulted in a rapid, progressing, fatal disease. And that was the point that they gave all their technology to wow. people of Earth and blew himself up. Uh, the Asgard evolved on the planet Hala and the Othala galaxy. So a completely different galaxy than ours. Uh, their collected history and culture would span over 100,000 years. Uh, they began exploring outside their own galaxy around 28,000 BC. At some point, the Asgard began to pro uh, program. They began a program of cloning their people and transferring their minds into these bodies as a means of vastly extending their lifespans. At some point in time, the Asgard were hit by a plague that they called Baryon Syndrome, a disease that wiped out 60% of their population. And within a generation, over 75% of the survivors of the disease became sterile and suffered from cellular degradation. The remaining 10% of the population did not have the necessary genetic diversity to reverse the trend completely away from their genetic breakdown. So that was another reason why they started their cloning. They couldn't reproduce. They were sterile. Jesus. <laughs> that would suck. Uh, around this time, uh, 30,000 years ago, an Asgard ship... Uh, was traveling from Othala to the uh, Milky Way galaxy. Basically, I got stranded. So this is a ship that they found later in the Stargate series mm -hmm. where they found one of the original, like, 30,000-year-old um, Asgards. And he looked nothing like <laughs> the Asgards of the day. He was, like, tall. So that normal dude? Uh, Humanoid-ish. Okay. So not, it didn't look like a human necessarily, but, like, more humanoid proportions. <laughs> it's like a normal height and stuff like that. 
the Asgard 10,000 years ago made peaceful contacts with the Ancients, the Furlings, and the Nox. They also came into conflict with the Gold, liberating several humans uh, from the Gold worlds. God, let's try to say Gwold and world in one <laughs> sentence. Uh, the Asgard declared themselves their protectors until their cultures had sufficiently evolved and threatened the Gwold with violent retaliation if they reattempted to enslave the humans of those worlds. Uh, the Veneer, a group of the Asgards who did not share their brethren's ethical concerns about experimenting on humans to solve their genetic degradation problems, left the Ida Galaxy and traveled to the Pegasus Galaxy. Basically where you pick up with uh, Stargate Atlantis and the Pegasus Galaxy. Where they could, where they could con continue their experiments, which were able to slow the advance but now reverse their genetic problems. After the ancients discovered they could not win the war with the Wraith, uh, part of Stargate Atlantis, and left for the Milky Way, the Wraith attacked the Veneer. The Veneer intergalactic ships were damaged beyond repair in the first battle, and as they lacked the means to reconstruct new ones, they were basically stranded in the Pegasus Galaxy at this point. Huh. So the Wraith fucked them up, basically. <laughs> Um, in order to survive, the Veneer moved to a toxic planet, planet where the Wraith could not endure it because uh, the Wraith could kind of regenerate by stealing life force almost. Mm -hmm. So they put a hand on you and just absorb your life essence, <laughs> which is creepy. <laughs> At first, they only needed to use simple breathing apparatus to survive on this toxic planet, but the planet's atmosphere continued to, to degrade, forcing them to develop armored exoskeletons capable of withstanding the new conditions. Um, despite the effort of the Asgard, the Gwold became a great threat to the human population in the Milky Way galaxy, which we find in Stargate. Like whenever you first meet all the supposed gods in Stargate, they're all Gwold uh -huh. until you get to the Norse ones and the Norse gods are all Asgard. Um, the Gwold began taking humans as hosts during this time, which greatly angered the Asgard who realized humanity had great potential. The Asgard's vast superior technology was more than a match for the Gwold, who were forced to sign a treaty with the Asgard in order to keep from being destroyed at this point. Damn. And so the Gwold are scared of the Asgard. <laughs> like, terrified of the Asgard. <laughs> Unwilling to completely give the galaxy over to Gwold, the Asgard freed and transplanted humans on various worlds and posed as their protective gods as they felt they were not yet ready to have their belief system completely stripped away. Accordingly, they devised a series of challenges designed to determine when a person, like a, a group of people, were advanced enough to learn and presumably cope with the truth of their protector's true nature. So they basically would create a test of like intelligence and stuff like that to where once they, they thought if a human civilization was smart enough, they would be able to understand and accept the Asgard for being aliens rather than gods. So I guess we're never going to accept... Yeah, no. Damn. <laughs> no. To ensure the safety of these uh, of these many planets, the Asgard and the Gwold brokered the Protective Planets Treaty, a treaty stipulated that the Asgard would allow the Gwold various benefits. The precise terms were unknown, and in return, the Gwold would leave the humans of the various worlds mentioned in the treaty alone. The treaty would be expanded to include other worlds if both parties agreed to negotiate. For some time, the Asgard protected these planets uh, with their advanced technology and warships, but the discovery and invasion of the replicators, which is the the technology part that I was talking about just a few minutes ago um, in their home galaxy basically forced the Asgard to draw away from the Milky Way to back to their home galaxy. Damn. They were fighting these machines. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Leaving the planets protected in name only, basically. 
Hmm. So the uh, the gold, they, they didn't attack these new these uh, planets in this treaty basically out of fear of just knowing what the Asgard could do. But there was no actual like way to stop the gold from taking over if they wanted to. Uh, within it, uh, within it was one perfectly preserved Asgard ancestor. Uh, the Asgard scientist Heimdall began research on it and the clone from this time when their cloning program was not yet irreversible. So that uh, ship that I was talking about that got stranded, Heimdall found it, basically. And okay. was doing experiments on that person of the Asgard from a long oh. time ago before their genetic shit wasn't completely fucked up in time. Uh, the replicator threat that they dealt with. The Asgard were unable to help Earth directly in the fight against the gold because of a war with the greater enemy, the replicators. The Asgard's energy-based weapons were ineffective against them. Human weapons, on the other hand, used simple chemical reactions to drive metallic projectiles through kinetic force, something the me- mechanoids could not defend against. You can't beat bullets. Basically, yeah. Okay, here you are. No, but th- this is how the, the Asgard described it. I know, I know what a bullet is. <laughs> they describe a bullet as a... <laughs> A chemical reaction to drive metallic projectiles through kinetic force. Okay, just I'll give you some kinetic force, all right. <laughs> With the aid of the SG one, uh, which is uh Colonel Carter, uh Tilk, uh what's his name? Uh cannot remember his name. Uh MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> MacGyver. And, Dan- and Daniel Jackson. Uh, the Asgard imprisoned all the replicators in a time dilation field on the planet Hala. They then collapsed Hala's sun into a black hole in hopes of destroying the, the replicators, but Sam, some managed to escape the attack. Uh, the new They uh, managed to escape and attack the new homeworld, Orilla, that the Asgard had. Uh, Ager, which is one of the Asgards, um, attacked the ship with... Um, that dropped out of hyperspace before it could raise its shield. Not all the replicators were destroyed, however, and the replicator named Fifth managed to land on the planet. Jack O'Neill, which is the name that I could not remember. Okay. <laughs> MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, with the knowledge gained from the ancients, um, he basically at one point stuck his head into this machine where it just downloaded all this information into his head. With that, uh, he invented a weapon that was based on ancient technology that blocked communication between the replicator cells permanently because it's all individual little micro machines yeah that would come together and form whatever they want damn yeah uh (laughs) thor was able to construct a larger version capable of affecting an entire planet uh, the Asgard aided SG-1 when the, uh, the replicators invaded, invaded the Milky Way, but were unsuccessful. Eventually, SG-1 and the uh, Tok'ra, which are uh, basically Gua'uld, but they're not evil. So they, they still and it, like um, they still take host like for with humans, mm-hmm. but they don't kill them and they don't take over their bodies. They work as a uh, companion. A little symbiotic so, relationship. Yeah, basically. Uh, Jacob Carter and Selmak, which is one of the Tok'ra, uh, destroyed the replicators with the Dakara super weapon. It's this gigantic energy weapon, eliminating them entirely from the Milky Way galaxy. In an unknown unknown date, Odin, a scientist Asgard, uh, which had been spent centuries studying alone on Valhalla, which was a planet and not a place. Mm -hmm. I guess place, but it's an actual planet. Searching a way to turn the Asgard into holographic beings, 
uh, found himself uh, threatened when its uh, holographic test subjects were built, led by Surtur, which is the guy, from mythology. Uh, the guy was meant to start Ragnarok. Yep. However, thanks to the SG-1's help, Odin and his test subjects com- uh, combined and together uh, found a way to ascend, basically. Oh. It was like the small little group of them that were actually able to ascend. It's like they're all like deuces. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, like fuck all y'all. <laughs> Uh, fighting the Ori. Although the Goa'uld and the Replicators had been defeated, new threats arose, such as the Ori. Basically, the Ori are the counterpart to the Ancients. So, whenever you think of, like, uh, super-powered beings of, like, the Ancients, if you consider them angels, the Ori would be demons. Okay. They're both ascended beings, but the Ori, the Ori were, like, religious fanatics that ascended jesus so they're crazy (laughs) and uh, apparently within uh, the stargate realm the reason humans believe hell has fire in it is because when the ancients passed on all their traditions to humans in this world they uh, knew about the ori which had fire-based abilities Mm -hmm. so they consider that hell Hmm. uh uh, in the face of this, the Asgard discontinued. Uh, the Asgard continued to provide aid to Earth by providing technologies for the development of the Daedalus class, which is a gigantic ship that the Earth people have, and in lending them the Asgard engineer uh, Hermiod. So another Norse god. So you learn all the Norse gods just by watching this. Uh, the Asgard also participated in the critical events such as the Battle of P three Y two two nine. Great name. Great name for a battle. (laughs) Wonderful name. Fucking memorable. Then we have the extinction of the Ida Asgard. So this is like the the ones that weren't stranded in the Pegasus galaxy that nobody knew about. These are like the main huge group of the Asgards. So this would include uh, Thor uh, and all the main Asgard people. Their final attempts to repair the genetic degradation caused by continuous recloning failed and unwilling to f- allow their technology to be plundered by other racist racist races <laughs> by other racist god dang white supremacists the Asgard decided to commit mass suicide and destroy their planet god dang but not without passing on their legacy they gave Stargate Command, which is what Stargate is based out of, an Asgard computer database containing all of their knowledge, and made significant modifications to the Odyssey, which is a Daedalus class ship, consisted uh, of their most recent technology. As the upgrades were completed, three Ori ships arrived and attacked both uh, Orilla, which is the planet that they were on at the time, and the Odyssey, which is the ship. The ship fled with one Ori ship in pursuit, while the other two prepared an attack on the planet. At that moment, the Asgard caused Orilla to explode, destroying the planet and the two ships and the Asgard all at once. Well, they made sure to delete their browser history. Yes, they did. Before they disappeared. Yes, they did. It's like, man, you don't get to see all this freaky shit. <laughs> We're gone. <laughs> God. Imagine sometime in the future, we, we, we start space traveling and... Uh, we we find some remnants of an ancient race, and all the computers just straight fucking born. <laughs> That'll be whenever we're gone and they find ours. They're like oh god, <laughs> they find the hub. God, Pornhub be the only thing left standing. It'd be Walmart, Pornhub, and Amazon. <laughs> the, big, the the big three superpowers and a mattress firm with nobody in it. God. <laughs> 
There, someone's on Twitter. On yeah, Twitter. They they found an eight thousand dollar mattress on the side of the street. They, we're gonna take it and we're gonna fix it up. Like there's all the termites and bed bugs and who knows oh. what's on there. That's disgusting. But they're like, we gotta get this fucking rug. Ugh. Not this rug, this fucking couch. So I've, I've, I've seen like 18 posts of it, like just scrolling through my feed. Yeah. But what is so popular about this fucking mattress or this fucking couch? It's like, but it's expensive and they found it just lying on the street. You know, like that episode of Seinfeld where they found the chair? Or No, it wasn't Seinfeld. Uh, Big Bang Theory. They found something? Yeah, where they found a chair beside the road and they took it up there and it had something in it. What was it? Uh, like a rat or something. Oh. That'd be something like fucking like cocaine. Like it's stitched into the fucking seat or something. And fucking Sheldon becomes a crackhead. Well, he's the one that made him get rid of it. I don't blame him. I wouldn't pick up a fucking couch off the side of the fucking road. I had a friend, some fucking dumbass that, that bought couches. And gave, 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 gave us bed bugs here twice because of him. That's so disgusting, too. Don't invite me to your house and don't come to my house when you got bed bugs. No. No. On the third time, right, when I started hanging out with them again, I should have just fucked them. Like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> every time I got home, right, what I would do is I would throw every single one of my clothes into the dryer. Turn that shit up to like 40 minutes. And just burn, you just burn out all the bed bugs. Never had bed bugs again. Never trusted them, though. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> hey, can point. we take your car? No, let's just take your car. Your car's already got bed bugs. <laughs> it's got shit just crawling through it. He would just have fucking like two layers of trash. In his passenger side uh, oh, footrest thing. God. Or what's it called? The foot pit? You yeah. Know, you put like, your feet? like the floorboard? Yeah, the floorboard. Just like two layers. Like, I, I, you'd be like, well, how do you know it's two layers? Like, believe me, you'll know it's two layers. <laughs> when you, you punch through one and there's still another layer underneath it. That's uh, like a hoarder. He was. And his excuse every time was like, uh, oh, it's too hot this summer. I'll do, a, I'll, do a, I'll do it when it's colder. And then during winter, oh, it's too cold this winter. I'll do it when it's warmer. So it's just like whatever bullshit excuse he could come up with. Couldn't be me. It <laughs> could not be me. Fucking filthy. Oof. All right. Uh, the Asgard's upgrades to the Odyssey saved the ship and gave the Tauri an advantage in the war as the new plasma beam weapons installed on the Odyssey gave the Tauri weapons capable of destroying Ori motherships and almost any other ship they came across. Just yeah. straight through the shields and blow them up. Damn. <laughs> And that's why they didn't want to give people their weapons. Oh, the way that they were strong. <laughs> uh, then we have the rise of the veneer. Um, a few months after the death of the Asgard, the Atlantis expedition encountered Fenrir, an Asgard scientist who had been exi- exiled from his people after his test of a new Remember weapon. Dog. I, apparently, it's not. It's what just the fuck. Another uh, gray Asgard. <laughs> Uh, his t- his test of his new weapon resulted in the dis- in the destruction of an entire solar system. Although, uh, well, I guess I say it wasn't uh, Fenrir supposed to eat the sun or something like that. Uh, shit, I can't remember. I know it was Loki's kid. Yeah, I, I thought it was like where it's a wolf. It ate the moon or the sun. I think there's already two wolves that chase the moon and the sun. I don't know how he would like he would be able to go up against two other wolves. I don't know. I don't know enough about fucking North mythology. I'm, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with that, but that would make sense if he destroyed a whole solar system. That's where the myth would come from. He ate the sun. Uh-huh. Just gone. <laughs> Although Fenrir was uh, devastated when he learned of the loss of the people, he nevertheless sided with the expedition over the Wraith. Uh, or, yeah, over the Wraith after uh, Tayla Imagen assured him that uh, he had only deceived him spare 
God, that's written horribly. Assured him that they only deceived him to spare him the pain. Oh. Uh, Fenrir and his warship uh, destroyed the Wraith fleet uh, that was attempting to cull the humans of the planet uh, Heroon. I have no idea when that took place, but I'll look back into it. Uh, he was subsequently killed when a Wraith Queen sacrificed herself to mount a suicide bomb run on his ship. Oh, but geez. Colonel Carter was able to take control of uh, his ship and use it to destroy the Wraith Hive ship. Uh, the Veneer uh, were encountered in 2008 by the Atlantis Expedition after the expedition's discovery of Janus's lab, which is in, uh, what do you call it? Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's like all these labs and shit down there. Um, they invaded Atlantis, captured a key component of the Atero device, and kidnapped both Dr. Rodney McKay and Dr. Daniel Jackson. They forced Jackson and McKay to activate the device, rendering the Wraith unable to use their hyperdrive systems. The veneer didn't care that a side effect of the device would cause any activated Stargate to overload and explode. Great. The, the one fucking means of travel, basically. Yeah. Or instantaneous travel. Let's just blow them all up. So, apparently, whatever frequency the hyperdrives that the Wraith used was at the same frequency that this device would blow up Stargates to. So, you're just fucked either way. You'd be stuck on a planet forever. Like you have a spaceship, and even that would take forever to get anywhere. Yeah. They don't have, like, uh, wormhole tech or anything, right? At Later, least not, not, like, Stargate stuff, but, like, for ships to move faster than light speed. Well, they have the hyperdrives. Oh. But... How fast would they go? Uh, if I remember right, one of the examples that they gave is that the Daedalus, with a... Uh, ZPM, which is like their super powerful batteries almost. Mm-hmm. But uh, it could go from Earth to the Pegasus Galaxy in two weeks. That's still for a long time. Yeah. So it's not instantaneous, but whenever you compare it to uh, Star Trek, it's much faster than Star Trek. Fucking like Stargate, though. You're like there. Yeah, Stargate's is automatic. It's a wormhole. That's basically so. what they... Listen up, United States government. That's basically what you got to do. <laughs> I've been telling people this forever. But when we go to the moon... Put a fucking uh, teleporter there. We'll build one back here. Now we can travel to the moon instantaneously. <laughs> when we go to Mars, set a small group with uh, teleporter tech, build a teleporter over there, and then you can go travel to Mars instantaneously. <laughs> Listen to what I'm telling you. I'm a genius. Well, first, we got to build teleporter technology. All right. Then we have their society. So they had a high council. Uh, The Asgard High Council was the government of the Asgard. The size and structure of the council was not known, but there were seven seated members, including Freyr, Thor, and Pentagall. The high council made decisions that affect the entire race. In addition, they negotiated in name of the Tauri and the protected planets. I would love to hear the comment. I didn't vote for them. (laughs) The conversation with the the common folk. And uh, the council members met in a great room with holographic projectors. Sounds old school as fuck. this fucking projector <laughs> uh, their interaction with the other races so as a function of the protected planets treaty the asgard set up protective measures on and holographic representations of themselves on a number of planets in the milky way galaxy for protection against the gold and other enemies on the planet uh samara the Asgard Thor set up a uh, device known as Thor's Hammer. It was a protective obelisk that transported Goa'uld or symbiote, uh, symbiote carriers to an underground labyrinth where they could only uh, leave if they let the host leave. So um, the Goa'uld themselves could not leave out of that labyrinth. You could only pass through if you didn't have a Goa'uld in you. How does that help the Goa'uld? I don't. 
I would just stay in there then if I was a girl. Like, well, I guess we're they, not. I guess die. we're not leaving there. And then they just die basically. Uh, but well, they, won't they die anyway? <laughs> well, like if the gold shows a uh, compassion, the person that they're in will get to live still. Fuck that person. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's us or nothing. <laughs> uh, the hammer, which is Thor's hammer, was destroyed by SG-1 and Tilk. <laughs> Whenever Tilt got trapped within the labyrinth because he had a symbiote Just in his fucking smashing shit. <laughs> Thor replaced the destroyed hammer with By the a way, Tilt's the actor that plays Kratos in God of War. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> um, he was also fucking with the Norse gods. <laughs> although he did quite a better job yeah, of absolutely. destroying every single one of them. <laughs> yes. Um, Thor replaced this hammer with a new one that would recognize Tilk and not harm him. Well, that didn't happen in the game at all. <laughs> if you play the game, you know damn well. He'd be, he'd be smashing with that hammer. <laughs> uh, while the Asgard maintain a fleet of ships with defensive capabilities, they were not a militaristic race and strongly disapproved of the use of technology for aggressive reasons. While they formed an alliance with the Tauri and were willing to give them upgrades for their ships, such as the Asgard shields, sensors, teletransporters, uh, and hyperdrives, they were unwilling to give up their Asgard weapons until their race was on the brink of extinction due to the policy of not giving other races weapons, particularly out of fear that they'd be used of, used by those races against them later on. Hey, man. I mean, it's kind of smart. Like, Always got to watch your back with everybody. We'll give you every other technology. But the one out. technology that would help you beat us. Yep. Uh, they also have safeguards built into Asgard transporters to prevent it from being used as weapons. Like, so you can't transport weapons with their their transporter systems. You bastards. <laughs> uh, their language, uh, it is generally theorized that the Asgard language influenced the evolution of Germanic languages. Uh, the written language of the Asgard is composed of runes. The known name Asgard, uh, of all, uh, they all have names from Nordic mythology. So, yeah, that's where all, in this universe, where all Norse stuff came from, basically. Uh, Asgard technology is dependent on neutronium. Uh, they pos uh, possess a level of technology significantly more advanced than that of the Gua'uld and many other races in the known universe. Only the Ancient and the Ori were known to be of superior technology level, though the Nox and Furlings were speculated to have similar technology, le technology levels as well. If they can't beat a fucking robot they made themselves, so they gotta use inferior fucking bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Asgard are remarkable in the technology level, having reached the pinnacle of their development in only 100,000 years. They can't bang. They can, they, they're dying of God fucking no. inbreeding. They must have been full of shit, too. And they are, young, they are younger as a species than the ancients by millions of years. God dang. Yeah. Uh, their ships were capable of traversing thousands of light years in minutes, and their shields could withstand multiple hits from Ori warships while remaining undamaged. They were also uh, mastered at advanced uh, transportation and holographic technology. So, like, they were experts of those things. Hmm. Uh, shortly before their extinction, the Asgard developed energy weapons capable. So, they didn't even have the energy weapons before. They just developed them. Oh. With repeated strikes uh, by, defeat, uh, by defeating Ori shields, which had previously proved impervious to anything except the unstable vortex of the Ori's own supergate. Hmm. Which is how they got to the Milky Way galaxy. Always wondered about other races and their their entertainment. 
Like, do, what kind of stuff do they do? They read books? Do they make books? Movies? Apparently not the Asgard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's probably why I like Mass Effect so much. Yeah. Was because it was so detailed in the uh, regular life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they like to drink this type of drink. They like to watch these type of shows. All the races, alien races, had like an actual uh, civilization, yeah. society. So I wonder if the ancient or the uh, Asgard did anything for fun. Well, I do know that they, one of the... Well, I can't fuck, so... No, they can't do that. I think that was the number one thing you could do for fun. <laughs> I I do know that they gave them a uh, th- that database thing that they gave them. Mm-hmm. It actually you can create anything, any God, kind of there, matter from was it. Was there porn on there? Probably. Just fucking fucking gigabytes of- before before they lost all the ability. Just like they, they got their own version of the fucking bounce. <laughs> that would be so fucking weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to picture these uh, gray aliens. Just rubbing their fucking uh, spaces together. I don't even know what the fuck they call it. They're fucking Barbie spots. Because Barbie didn't have anything either. Or Ken. <laughs> Flat as a pancake. Uh, the sum total of the Asgard's knowledge and technology now belongs to the humans of Earth. A gift to them before their destruction. However, it is like it will likely take Earth decades, maybe even centuries, to fully understand and put it to widespread use. Damn. However, the Tauri have had at least some success with this as they were able to replicate the plasma beam weapons the Asgard gifted to them in the first place and put them on all their ships within a matter of months of receiving the technology. Now, they, they couldn't replicate everything else, but they could repli- like, replicate those weapons pretty damn quick. Hey, man, that's the first thing you need to fit work on. <laughs> uh, little is known of Asgard military tactics, as their advanced technology tended to dominate their enemies. They used this to achieve victory in most cases. The Asgard were not above employing trickery against their enemies, such as bluffing the Goa'uld with the Protective Planets Treaty. By appearing to be capable of destroying the Goa Wold while actually lacking the resources to intervene directly due to their other their, their other problems that they had with the replicators. Damn. Uh, the Asgard had no hesitation in sacrificing themselves in battle, as was the case with Thor uh, when he decided to self-destruct his ship in hyperspace in order to destroy a replicator cruiser. Jeez, if I couldn't bang, I, I wouldn't carry either. I fuck it all. Just I'd throw myself into a goddamn <laughs> starship. <laughs> Uh, the Asgard had some problems with the developing uh, creative or original military tactics as their brains were simply too far advanced and complicated, making them almost incapable of resorting to more primitive means in defeating their enemies. This was the primary reason why the Asgard took Samantha Carter to develop a uh, tactic to use against the replicators, despite the fact that she was one of the smartest people on Earth. Hmm. So she's dumb. Compared to them? She's dumb as a doornail compared to them. So they have, you know what? You're just smart enough. You might be able to help us. So they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like have like some low tech way of beating somebody. And they didn't. Like they, they, uh, whenever they, uh, yeah, like I, then I could beat them. Yeah. Well, they have force fields and stuff, so. Oh, I, believe me. If they know, if, if you see, sometimes a, a truly strategic mind can overcome almost any obstacle. And sometimes dumb people are smarter than they look. Yeah. <laughs> I've met a few of my life. I can fucking throw a rock in their face. They wouldn't see it coming. Like, God damn, what the fuck is that? <laughs> 
then we get into the Roswell Gray Conspiracy. Uh, it would appear that the Asgard are the source of the gray alien concept common in UFO and alien, alien abduction accounts on Earth. It is known the Asgard have been observing and occasionally visiting Earth for a long time. They're also like, in South Park. I know. Like they'd be shoving things right up your booty hole. <laughs> Cartman. No, my character too in the Stick of Truth. <laughs> Uh, likely centuries, uh, they seem to have originated the Norse mythology, and which uh, of which records exist uh, that are well over a thousand Earth years old. Do they talk about how uh, the abduction stuff is, or is there no? Yeah. Well, what, what's that about? So, <laughs> it has uh, been shown that at least some abductions, some, have taken place, perpetuated by the disgraced Asgard geneticist Loki. Over a span of decades and upon citizens of a number of countries. So it was Loki. Mm-hmm. It is known that the Roswell, New Mexico uh, crash, famous amongst uh, ufologists, I didn't even know that was a word until just now, yeah. uh, was an actual uh, event in the Stargate universe and was caused by a time traveling SG 1. It is also known that Loki had a number of Asgard human hybrids which died in escape pods at Roswell. So there were hybrids? Yeah. They were hybrids of uh, humans and Asgardians. Man, that must have blown those scientists' mind back in Rock. Like, God, what? they got our DNA. What, who are we? What are we? What's our origins? Uh, interestingly, uh, some Earth UFO encounters uh, encounter accounts describe gray aliens working in concert with or under the command of giant aliens, hawking humanoids over six feet tall of normatic human appearance, apparently mostly with the giants being in command over the grays. Man, I, can, I would love to be one of those like one of those writing rooms with the, the, the SG uh, Stargate writers. Yeah. Like, they take a hit of wheat. You know what would be a good idea? <laughs> you, you know like those stories about the Nordic guys and the, the little aliens? Let's combine we'll, them. We'll make them Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this may be uh, the contactee's interpretation of the Asgard using of holograms um, of the large Nordic humans, basically. And so basically, their theory is that it was uh, holograms and not their theory. Humans. Just ask the guys, like, yo, what well, the fuck was it? Well, they committed suicide, so they, they can't ask. They're gone. Damn. Uh, basically, because that's how they present themselves to. Uh, less developed human cultures and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to look like a fucking freaky great thing <laughs> or look like a normal person. <laughs> uh, then we have a list of uh, different Asgards that we know of. Anyway, so we have uh, Ager, which is the Asgard commander, mm -hmm. leader of all of them. We have Anne, which is an Asgard scientist. We have Famrir, which is the former host of Raw during the uh, the first Stargate movie. At the very end, when you see that weird-looking alien thing die off, it was an Asgard. Oh, really? That was taken over by a gold. I didn't know that was... I don't remember that movie at all. It's an old movie, so... Uh, I know it had Kurt Russell from Escape Bone from L.A. in it. Yeah. With that fucking... That super military buzz cut. Yeah. It looked like the guy from Street Fighter. It did. Uh, what was his name? Uh, was it Guy? I don't know. God, it's been so long since I played the old Street Fighter. He had a great attack, though. Yeah. There's a great... Uh, and then combed his hair. There's a great uh, animation on uh, YouTube where it's that guy from Street Fighter mm -hmm. uh, being tasked with finding who's taking all, all these military... All these like uh, soldiers are getting like, picked off by some random... Some assailant. So they mm -hmm. send that guy in there and it turned out to be the Winter Soldier. Then they had this fucking epic-ass fight. <laughs> 
because you know he's a super soldier and i don't know what the fuck this guy is but he's got that one attack of his yeah he fucking does like a little like a uh, spike attack it's like a yellow energy break attack yeah where he like crosses his arms and they yeah. go flying out yeah it's like some weird like fucking energy beam comes out of it and the, it's the fight looks like how it would look in like a real fight like if they were like real people with those powers fighting for real yeah without any like super like gimmicks like special effects this animation mm-hmm and it's fucking brutal, but it's awesome. And then for some reason, that one guy, uh, Crossbones, from the movie, the uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. he's got those fucking, like, uh, he's got these um, metal apparatuses on his arm. It's like a spring that gives him more punching power when he hits somebody. It, like, it's, it's like, it, like, adds energy to his punches or, like, adds uh, weight to his punches. Mm-hmm. Like, he hits, a, he hits somebody with, like, it's like a fucking, like, uh, I want to say, like, steampunk-esque yeah it's pretty good it's like brass knuckles but like with like fucking an actual uh robotic attachment to it that adds uh like an exosuit but just to his arms (laughs) it was basically the what it was in civil war right when he was fighting uh captain america he had these fucking things and that would actually throw captain america around because he wasn't a super soldier so he had to level the playing field with captain america and once captain america fucking broke him off his body (laughs) he he was back to being normal nobody now you're a normal human again <laughs> uh, but it's really cool. You should check it out. Do you remember the name of the? I just typed in Winter Soldier versus Street Fighter guy. Huh. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> then you'll be able to find it. Uh, last of the Asgard, uh, Fenrir, which was the uh, Asgard scientist. A, a dog. I don't understand. Uh, apparently, it's just the names that they, uh, they like. They turned him into myth, uh, like mythological. They just made it a creature. Then, like we have this robot monster dog. <laughs> Uh, Freyr, which is a member of the Asgard High Council. We have Heimdall, a scientist. Hermiod, uh, the Asgard engineer and, and liaison to the Daedalus ship. Uh, Hermod, which is an Asgard teacher. Uh, Kvasser, which is an Asgard scientist. Loki, a rogue scientist. <laughs> Odin, Thor's mentor. Uh, so he wasn't the... He ain't his daddy? No. Uh, <laughs> but he is also an Asgard scientist that has been ascended at this point. We have Pinnacle, a member of the High uh, the uh, High Council. We have uh, Sigkin, an Asgard scientist working on life extension projects. Uh, Sejuna, which is an Asgard researcher, scientist, and teacher. Thor, the supreme commander of the Asgard fleet. We have Tyr, a one-time chief tactical officer and military strategist of the Asgard fleet, one-time commander of the Valkyries and defender of Vanaheim. And then we have Zeus. The fuck is Zeus doing there? He's the he's an amnesic ruler of Stenos. Basically, it was a uh, a clone of one of the Asgard that was never downloaded. It, like it never got the person's mind downloaded oh, to the it. Information. So it escaped onto this world, and whenever the people met it, it was in its holographic Nordic form because mm-hmm. it knew, like, it, like intuitively that it shouldn't come out as a, like an Asgard. Right. But they assumed that it was a, um, the long lost god Zeus, which was a uh, Gua'uld. So it took on that role because it had no memory. So it's like, oh, that must be me. So and stayed as Zeus was a Gua'uld yes. who left. Or, just, or was killed. I can't remember which. And this guy shows up and he's like, yeah, that's me. Because he had amnesia, so he didn't know what he was. Man, he must have done a lot of banging. Like I said, it was just a, a clone that didn't ever have its memory 
transferred. Yeah. So it was like basically a blank slate, but it still had the ability to use holographic projection. So when it comes out like a Norse dude, like real big and buff and going into this place, it's like, that's our God. Because <laughs> apparently he alone beat the shit out of a bunch of these people. <laughs> He just started stomping people out for no reason. Yeah, and whenever they seen that he had like, like uh, energy based weapons, they thought it was Zeus using lightning to smite him. Jesus. Yep. But that is everything that I've got on the Asgards. Uh, next week we will cover the Furlings and the Nox. The furries. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have a shorter entry, so we're going to do that as a, a single episode, and then the third one will be on the Ancients. Yeah. Do they have some name, or is it just the Ancients? Uh, the uh, the Lantians are the ones that left Atlantis, and then uh, the Ancients are basically what they were called. Oh, does it have like an actual name? I thought it was. Uh, I know in uh, Mass Effect they're called Reapers. I think it was the. Uh, well, no, those are the Atlans, other ones. The Atlans, maybe. Fuck that! There, there was some race right before Mass Effect, the trilogy comes out, that there were an ancient race. I don't remember what they're fucking called. I gotta play Mass Effect again. You get the bang of blue alien if you want. <laughs> uh, the Altera. Okay. So they actually had a name, but they became known as the Ancients because uh, over it, they existed from over 50 million years ago. God dang. And then all the way through the Asgard's time. And then they ascended. <laughs> but like I said, we'll cover that in the third episode of this. <laughs> like a rapture, like, I'll see you later. It's kind of how it was, a little bit. We can close this for close, close state for some reason. One cool fact is that Merlin was one of the Lantians. So he was that's why he, had the, that's why he had his abilities. Okay. Where it looked like magic, but it wasn't. They really went with the Arthur C. Clock uh, line of uh, magic being just silence. Science is too advanced for us to understand yet. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> cool. But anything else to add before we head out? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time.